Well, hello again, everybody, and back with uh, Behind the Curtain. And fortunately, most blessedly, we are joined by the prophet. It's been a while, Father Doherty. Miss good, you. Good to be here. Good oh, to good, be here. good. So, um, anything new here, beautiful Queen of Peace, here on 200 Ocala? Oh, oh. we expect to uh, be in our church again. Uh, the second Sunday of December. Oh, not for, not for Thanksgiving. So right. second Sunday in December. Yes. So like two weeks before Christmas. Roughly, God willing. Right? God, God willing. willing. Yeah. yeah. And they said I never believed them anyway. So good. You know, yes. I always, when they say those dates, uh, yes. I believe in when it happens. But hopefully. Exactly. Exactly. Hopefully. So uh, you have your own pandemic besides the regular pandemic that people are, you know, can't. And then you have the church. Yes. Not open, and and this happened back when again? Was it July? I think so. I yeah, think so. Yeah. so long. Yeah. yeah, that was a long time. Now, are you looking forward to get it back in the church, or no, not not particularly. You I know, there's so. a, there's a intimacy. That. There's an intimacy about the parish hall. It's smaller and uh, yeah, a lot smaller. Lot smaller. Oh, it's smaller. Yeah. And uh, and that's where we started years ago. So uh, you say that it'll be lovely. I think that they've just started to put down the tile work today, and it's just. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. A young man from Albania is putting it down. Albania. Came yeah. all the way from Albania just to do your church. I'm not sure he did that <laughs> part, but he's there. He's there now. Oh, good, 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 good. And so, um, you know, funny, shortly before Christmas, then do you decorate your church big for Christmas? We, we do a, a life-size crib, you know, okay. basically. And... Uh, Essentially, two Christmas trees. Because you got a big space there. We have a huge space. A huge and space, it's, and it's beautiful all year round. So, you know, if you say so yourself, if, if, if also. <laughs> but I have to consent. I I confirm that. Yes, it's yes. a place to stay. In. Again, if you're ever in the area, Queen of Peace is up in Ocala on Highway 200. So, Google, you'll find it right off I-75. About ten minutes, five minute drive from off 75. So it's a, it's worth the drive. It's worth the look. It's a not just the church itself, but the property and the sense of tranquility. And who knows? You may even bump into the prophet himself. What <laughs> makes it all worthwhile. So good. I'm glad it's going on. Your health's, your health's fine? Good. Good enough for the state I'm in. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, glad. It's a little hit there. So it's been a while since I've seen you. I've been, I was on retreat back in October. And it was always a good time. It's... Never quite long enough, but some find it too long, perhaps, I understand, you know that, but it was good. We had about 30-something guys, and uh, the key to retreating lately now is not even so much the praying or the talks, it's really socializing with your fellow priests. That seems almost the uh, the focus almost to some sense, you know that? It's the uh, being together and guys we don't normally see, you know, be able to relax. And So I got to speak to different people who I normally wouldn't talk mm -hmm. to or even get to know, you know. So, in fact, I promised two of them that I'll go and visit their church, but they're over in Winter Haven area, so it's a bit of an hour and a half drive. Mm -hmm. But I plan to get there. I, I plan to get there. God just, willing, again. <laughs> God willing, that's yes. right, God willing, yeah. God willing. You know, yeah. it's interesting, though. It, um, uh, the, the retreat preacher was fine, I, I you know, but sometimes it's just the space the, where, where you're at. Mm -hmm. And because uh, the other guy spoke highly of him, and I admired him. He's a passionate father, and he was provincial, which is a superior mm -hmm. for the, mm -hmm. you know, the community basically on the eastern United States. So we have to be finished being provincial. I think it was a six-year term. 
they sort of give him the choice of assignments, mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, because it's you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of pressure, you know, everything going on. And so surprisingly, um, to me, I was surprising to me, he didn't really pick, quote, a plush assignment. I don't know what plush assignment would be for them, but he wanted to either go to Vietnam or some African country, and he ended up going to Haiti, mm-hmm. which is, wow, you know, mm-hmm. and it's you know, pretty impressive. They didn't s- seek a cushy job or a nice place, mm-hmm. but in a way, but that, you know, it's quite taxing what trying. So he shared his experiences there in Haiti. And I've been to Haiti a few times at City Soleil, which is the, they're in Port-au-Prince. It's a, yeah, it's quite the area, you know, it could be a tough area. And he shared some now harrowing experiences he had. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, even violence has arrived there and even drugs and the drug mm-hmm. trade and voodoo. And, Voodoo as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. But they had voodoo before, but I was always sure. But now the gangs having guns and gangs, it's become a little more, you know. Anyway. And positive note. Uh, positive note, yes. Queen of Peace has built 100 homes now. Number 100? Haiti, up to 100. Wonderful. Yes. Concrete and steel homes. Yes. And that's through what organization is that? Uh, Cross Catholic. Cross, yes. You got me on to that one. Yeah, yes. we did. We do one a year. We did one last year and we do one. Choosing to do another one this year. And it interests you said that because we were supporting an orphanage, my, my former assignment, and then they had their, what is it, their 50th anniversary of the parish twinning. And one of the talks says that one of the speakers said, do not uh, give money to the orphanages. Do not, you know, they recommend that's not the best way to use your money. Sometimes it becomes a business. And it's really best if you could get the give support so they can go back to this. You know, some do have parents, maybe mom or dad or relatives. Better that they live with family or even close friends rather than being in quote the institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, building homes—that's why I believe mm-hmm. lead to would be a better way. This way, they have a place to live. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I bring that up there. And I was like, "What? We just got into you know, adopting these you know 150 orphans, and now don't do it." It was kind of let down. Mm. They said, no, better that you support them. And, and like you said, about having a home now, sturdy home, mm-hmm. like you're doing, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. We, we, we're, we're, we're 98 behind you. Mm. <laughs> hey, when did you start um, building homes in Haiti then? Uh, about four years ago. I four think. years ago? Mm-hmm. So you average 25 a year. Yeah, about that, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, sometimes there's a, there's a kind of a special thing will happen. Like one of the parishioners was given, uh, unknowingly, he was right. given uh, $120,000. And the bank called him to let him know this money is in the bank for you. $20,000. Oh, $120,000. Yes. And since I happen to know the gentleman, yes, uh, he directly took the money from the bank and directly moved it to cross-Catholic outreach to build homes with that. That's part of the reason why we got those big numbers. So he, on his own. On his own. So I guess he heard you talk about it in church or something? Well, how did he know? He heard it in church. And so he was moved. He took that. God bless his generosity. Yes. Well, he he didn't even know the money was in the bank. It doesn't. Yeah, but then he found out that they did, that there was money. Yes. Now, to be honest with you, most people's reaction would be, oh, good. Let me build houses in Haiti with it. Most of us, you know, would seek other things to do with the money, mm-hmm. maybe give mm-hmm. some of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a generous spirit that his mm-hmm. reaction seemingly mm-hmm. almost reflexively mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Not even, you know, Eddie, ooh, wow. That's, you know, that's a good sum of money. It is, it is. And I don't care what your economic status is, uh, 120,000 is still 120,000. Yes. And yes. most of us, you know, how we live, we always think I may need it mm. or my family may, you know, mm. it's hard to let go. Mm. So God bless. Mm. So that was a way of getting a big chunk. Mm -hmm. But still, a hundred, that would do a sizable number, but still mm. not close to what you've been doing. So. Now, do people just do people sponsor it, or is it from the church funds? Do you take a special collection for that, or no, no special collection? No special collection. I, just, I announce it every now and again, and I say we're still building homes in Haiti. We've built over a hundred, actually over a hundred, yes. and um, and it's always there. And I said it's about ten individuals in the parish who are build it, have built these homes. Oh, well, ten. Now, do you have people um, who donate? But they don't uh, can't afford the whole price. Yes, you do that as I well. Get, I get individual checks, checks for a hundred dollars, yeah. fifty dollars, sure. and they they let me be free to do with it what I wish. And you so choose to go I, to Haiti with it. Yes, uh, like a pastor's quote, pastor's fund. Right, and it's your decision that you would take all that money and go build yes. homes. Have you been to Haiti? No, but I've been to the island. Um, I've been to the Dominican Dominican Republic on the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, years ago I was in Dominican Republic. I was in theology still, and I thought, wow, you know, it's the first time really dealing with a country that's impoverished mm -hmm. in a way, Dominican Republic. And I thought, whoa. Mm -hmm. And then I had the opportunity to go to Haiti, mm -hmm. and I think, whoa, <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. you know, Dominican Republic pretty good compared to Haiti. I remember yes. when the priest told me, you know, probably said, he said, Haiti is hell on earth. Just, um, excuse me, I don't, I don't mean to mm -hmm. disparage anybody mm -hmm. in country, but it's, you know, they have their struggles, so. Mm -hmm. Beautiful people, hardworking people, by the way, mm. you know. But anyway, so I remember that thinking, whew, my, I was like, my eyes were open. You know, I'd never seen anything like that. But yeah, I'd been to Haiti quite a few times. And yeah, so it's great. So, um, well, we got, like, like I said, 98 to go mm. catch mm. up to you. But I don't think we probably will catch up, but that's all well, right. We're, we're all the same church, Tom. We're so all the same church. Here, so you can claim 102 homes. 102 homes are announcing. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, you're announcing a church. It's something about announcing it as well, especially if we give a nice number. People mm. like joining, quote, a winning team. Yes. yes. You know that? Yes. There's something about that that's working. Because mm. they even say, you know, they even talk about when you talk about trying to raise money, mm. never talk Oh, we're doing so poorly. We, you know, it's always the vision, the yes. positive. You know, people want to give to something that works, mm -hmm. not bad. A pity, oh, we're not, you know. Well, that's good. That is that is wonderful. So anyway, as I how we got to Haiti, I don't know, but I was anyway. The priest worked in Haiti, mm -hmm. and uh, and like I said, I didn't really connect that well in the retreat. It was just, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was tired, whatever it may be. In fact, I wanted to pray more. Even my you know, you're going to treat your body just relaxes. Mm -hmm. And I felt, ooh, I was more tired than I realized. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have what I want, the energy. Anyway, if you go to the chapel there in San Pedro, mm -hmm. you know, the seats are facing the big window. Mm -hmm. There's an altar. But to your right, if you walk in, is the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. I always feel kind of funny going and sit in the seats and yeah, right. ignoring the, <clears throat> the guest of honor way. Like, you know, you kind of like. So at least when I went in the chapel, let me um, say hi to him first, you know, pay my respects. Mm -hmm. So I went there, knelt down. I think it's early in the morning, and the kneelers right on top of the, up close to the tabernacle. So not like you're not at three, four, you're right there. And so when I knelt there, gee, it felt 
it felt different. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm really close to him, you know, and I mm-hmm. so I prayed a bit and then went to set and I sat down. I liked it so much. I said, you know, I come home, I'm gonna pray before the tabernacle. I remember talking to you, you mm-hmm. tell me that um, your morning routine prayer, you kneel for approximately 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Remember, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, well, he does that. And I could told you my prayer life, I was just getting too lazy, complacent, drowsy, and just not alert enough. Mm-hmm. And I, since I like kneeling, I said, I'm going to, mm-hmm. what I do? I get the kneel and I put it right up by the altar, right by the mm-hmm. tabernacle. And I said, you know what? I have my, Father oh, Darty does 30 minutes. I got to at least do 30 minutes. You're like, that's the way to say that. So how long you want to kneel, you know? Well, I said, at least 30 minutes. I mean, Father Jardy is older, older than I am, and he can do it, so I got to at least do 30. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm competing, but just something, there's a guideline that helps that's me. Right. You that's know, right. you understand? I said, mm-hmm. well, I should do. And so <clears> now some things, I, I can last an hour. Mm-hmm. Not that I pray, but it's something. Anyway, when I get up, oh, my gosh, I... <sighs> You know, the creak in the back, but thanks be to God, I'm not falling asleep. You can't. And so that's the one to tell you about that. So thanks to you, but you mentioned you kneeling there. I said, well, I can kneel. I should kneel. And and I, there I go. And so it's funny because of all the retreats, I guess nothing seemed to click that well. Nothing really worked. My prayer life was, and yet because I couldn't pray well, it made me say, because of realization, I said, Tom, you know, you don't have, you know, the retreat's not the only place you can pray. You know, you can pray back at home. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think, well, let's bring the nail up. Like Father Jari says he kneels. So uh, let's put that into practice. So it has helped me at least, at least I won't be falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I have to say that, you know, that. Mm-hmm. and I do feel and something, I get real close like that. I do feel the, like the connection. Mm-hmm. You know, I do feel talk, I get touched the tap and I go, anyway. How's your adoration chapel going? Speaking about tabernacles being uh, we've, close, we've opened it up again, so oh, it's uh, the crowds again? are coming back again. Oh, good. Yeah, good. We've opened fully. We've oh, fully, yes. Okay, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah. And when, when we say fully, that means twenty-four-seven now. Yes, yes. Wow, and that works well. People, you know, no. Uh, People are are. Yeah, it, that was to, covered. They're beginning to fill in the spots again. You know. So before that, you had an abbreviated. Yes, so the, the door would close after they left, so yes. they would, the Blessed Sacrament was safe. I see, yeah. But yeah. Uh, they're starting to keep the night watch now again. Okay. And you have people who keep an eye on that, organize all, and contact All the time. You? I have to do nothing other than look important and, wow. and take credit for everything, but the, the laity do the work. And they watch who shows up and they keep track. Keep records. And, and they contact people if they're missing. They, yes, know, hey. all of that. You need and, to do that. And covered the vacant hours. And, wow, it's all, wow. Mm. How did you start this, this adoration chapel? I don't know. I think the fact that Blessed Trinity had it in town, I knew right. that had happened. Yes. And, uh, That's I the other church in Ocala, Blessed yeah. Trinity, right? And I said, this is a good idea. And I'm sure you would and, like uh, that. I'm sure so that would appeal to you. And we started it actually in that room out there first. Right here? Right there first. In your rectory? Yes. The sun room, sort of like. The sun room, yeah. Okay, you started there. They come in from the outside. And then uh, when we were expanding our parish hall to build the Montessori school, we built a office for the parish nurse and the adoration chapel as well. Okay, so you built the room, but the organization, you had someone come in, speak, and organize it for you? We had had some priest come in. I don't remember who he was. I don't know who he was. Big fella? No, no. No, Okay. Yeah. All right. And he... And then how'd you get the people to be the leaders? I mean, 
I don't know. I asked some people at the and time. The best did, contact yeah. is to go to people personally. Okay, and, yeah. I mean, I saw these questions because our Adoration Chapel is going to be consecrated or blessed January 3rd, Epiph mm. Feast Epiphany. Mm. Mm. And so I just kind of, you know, I'm good on the ideas, but this meticulous organization is where I fall short. There you go. <laughs> you yes. know that? Yes, I, yes. I'm great in blue. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. And everything seems so simple to me. Well, it is too when it gets you know what I mean? when I, it gets done. It's simple. Yeah, like well, what's so hard? People sign up, and you know how difficult can you know how difficult can it be? Sign an hour and show up. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's. You know. Well, bear in mind that the apostles of Jesus couldn't even watch one yeah, hour yeah, with them. Yeah. They fell asleep in the yeah. Garden of Gethsemane. If I remember one quote from the book we built, and it applies to Adoration Chapel and all the church work, church the uh, ministry with a life is simple. But not easy mm -hmm. you know it's mm -hmm. simple and it is simple mm -hmm. but it's not easy mm -hmm. i mean getting things getting people to sh you know, show up and commit and things like that mm -hmm. but it's because it sounds so simple how difficult can it you know mm -hmm. just show up but anyway uh yeah so we hope to get ours going and you know i would love to have 24 7 you know mm -hmm. but uh don't know if my population can handle 24 7. you know that's uh because we live in Bellevue, but a lot of my people don't even live. They live out in the villages mm -hmm, sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little bit different of a drive. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make excuses. And, but, you know, I know if your, your parish is probably all over, but you do have maybe a little bit closer. I don't right. know. That's vicinity. True. You know That's what I mean? True. That yeah. makes a little bit nervous. But I can always offer. That's right. And see who signs up. That's right. You know, see who signs up. But it's uh, we have a simple, it's going to be a nice little chapel. Not as big as yours, but it's going to work nicely for mm -hmm. us. Nice, mm -hmm. you know. So looking forward to it, and and uh, I'm up early. But you, you have your own chapel here in your rectory as well. So even that, yeah. So you don't even have to go yourself to the adoration chapel. That's true. Wow, mm -hmm. that's pretty good. That's mm -hmm. pretty good. So hopefully we get in January. I, I get on the ball. Have a have a few people who expressed interest because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. January third seems so. Oh, I got time, but it's going to be here before you. Mm -hmm. Before I before I know it, you know. Yeah, let me show you an interesting quote I found here, my friend. Uh, anyway, I can tell you something if you're interested. Oh, I'd like to hear something about Sister Bridge McKenna. Yes. Um, she, now, who's Sister Bridge McKenna? She's a Franciscan nun, uh -huh. and she has uh, she goes around the world. She has a great healing ministry, mm -hmm. and especially a healing ministry towards priests. Yes, you know, um, uh, she gave us a retreat one time. Here she's in a, Orlando. Yes, she's an Irish sister. Yes, yeah, she is. And yeah. Lives in Tampa, and she wrote that book with, with Henry Lieberstadt. Miracles do happen. It's called. Yes. Now, Truthfully, this nun annoyed me. Big she time. annoyed you? Annoyed me big time. Because uh, wow. every page of her book, you know, there was miracles happening. Yeah. And I was kind of, a, I'm a jealous type, you know, to say, I say, who put the A in apricot? Who put the hot in hot and hot? What she got that I ain't got? <laughs> you know, doing all these miracles. So I kind of stayed away from her. So you want to do miracles? I surely do. I wanted nothing to do with her as well. She just annoyed me that she had Fellow this power. Irish patron, you dismissed her. No, no, she just annoyed me. Annoyed you. The problem, the problem is in me. I understand, but still. So I went on my uh, first vacation as a parish. Now hold on now. 
So you are on retreat with her? No, no, no. I'm. I'm, I'm You're getting, leading up to that. I'm this from the, the book you got annoyed at her. Read yes, the book. miracles do happen. And that's what got you turned off. Or very annoyed. An, very annoyed. All right. Her, all right. I'm sorry. That's just I'm an envious, jealous type. Okay. So. I go on my first vacation as a pastor from Queen of Peace. Mm-hmm. And when I get somebody in Dublin offers me the book, Miracles to Happen, and I was too polite. I wanted to tell them I don't want this book. But, you know, you have to be polite. So I took sure, the book. Yeah, that's right. And then I I'm, I'm, I'm put it in my little case, and I'm reading it on the plane on the way back. And here is this nun mm-hmm. on a dump in Brazil speaking to 40,000 people. And they're all listening to her about Christ and the Eucharist. And she noticed while she was speaking that an Aztec woman brought a child about seven or eight years old through the crowds and put the child under the altar on the mix, on the, on the dump. Sure. It was burnt over 90% of its body. Okay. And then all of a sudden, during her talk to the, this great congregation, suddenly somebody looked up and said, what's happened to the child? What's happened to the child? And they looked up and the child was over playing with other children. It was completely healed while being under the altar. So all that kind of stuff annoyed me. I kept, uh, I kept closing the let's book. Let's slow down here. I want to, I got to digest that. Okay. That's a, that's a, uh, please, that's a big, <laughs> so the child had scars from the fire? Burned 80 burnt. to 90% of its body. And was unable to move. Function. And, Function. Yes. Now, were the scars, I mean, I'm getting picky here, but is the scar still there? Or? Completely healed. Completely, completely healed. And there was no prayers. She was just her speaking. Just her, she was speaking as she under the altar. Did. The child was pushed under the altar. Wow. The safe kind of a place. So I did, every one of these miracles would annoy me. That one annoyed you? Well, all of them did because, I mean, I, I didn't see many miracles. The blind weren't opening their eyes when I touched them, and the deaf weren't hearing, and the dead weren't raised to life. So I had this issue. Uh-huh. So anyway, I, I, I got back to my parish, Queen yeah, of Peace. Right, right. And to add insult to injury, yes. there's a letter on my desk from Bishop Brady at the time. And he said, Dear Father, you are to go on the priest's retreat on October 7th this year. And the retreat mistress is Sister Bridge McKenna. Wow. So I have to go and listen to this woman for oh, four no. days. But being an obedient son of the church, uh, I go. Now, I have to digress for half a second to tell you a vision of my own, and then it'll, I'll shut up. Okay, sure, sure. This is um, interesting. During the hours that I was sitting in front of the tabernacle every day, I began to see a vision, just purely personal. On the right of the tabernacle, there was a, uh, an image of fishing nets, and they were all empty. And on the left of the tabernacle, there was fishing nets, and they were all full of fish. I kept seeing this every day, and it troubled me, because uh, um, I, I felt that you know, I was catching no fish in, in in the nets, but I kept getting that vision every day. Now, off I go to this retreat. Mm-hmm. Bridge McKenna is giving us a talk. And um, so I asked to see her after her one of her talks. I wanted to tell her off. <laughs> Nicely. Yes. Nicely. Okay. So she said, This is getting better. She said, See me, Father, in, in, in the, my conference room up there. So I went up to the room, knocked at the door. I went in, and she's on the cell phone. And she says to me, Sit over there, Father. She says, uh, I'll be with you in a minute. I felt like a little boy being told what to do. You Back know? in grade school. Back in grade school. Yes. And then she came over and she sat beside me and she says to me, you don't have to tell me your sins, Father. 
I had no intention of telling her my sins. I was going to tell her off nicely. So she made all the wrong moves as far as I was concerned. She put one hand on top of my bald head, the other in the middle of my chest, and started praying up a prayer. Oh, sweet Jesus, touch your servant, Father O'Doherty. And, and, and the sweat is coming out of my face. And all the time she's praying, I'm saying in my head, sweet Jesus, make her take her hands off me. Another bloody charismatic. And she kept on for about five or six minutes, and then she stopped. And then she said to me, here's the miracle. Uh oh. She says to me, I see you, she says. It's not a regular church, she said, but it's uh, an all-purpose building where you have mass and you're sitting in front of the tabernacle. Nobody knew that I used to do this back then. You're sitting in front of the tabernacle and she said, to the right of the tabernacle, there's an image of fishing nets and they're all empty. And on the left of the tabernacle, there's an image of fishing nets and they're all full of fish. And Jesus is sitting there pointing at the nets. And you're sitting, she says, in front of the tabernacle with chapter 21 of John's gospel open on your lap. And then she's concluded. She said, Father, she said, as long as you're a man of prayer, the nets will be full. That was it. Wow. That was it. That is incredible. Yes. That's, it's almost as... If not, as the boy being healed, this is incredible. It is. To someone to know something, because you can't, because, you know, you can make generalization. I see you saying mass. And the, right. you, you know, right. you can say talk about general, but this is something, because that's a weird, I mean, un, unweird in a sense, right. you know, seeing the empty net and knowing that you do that and never. Right. Nobody knew. Nobody, Nobody I mean, knew never I any indication. Nets. Nobody knew. So once you, you got a few minutes here, I, this change your attitude towards him once that happened? I mean... Well, she's still just a nun, if you don't know. But, come on! But, but she, she, was, she was the instrument, she was the instrument of wait. God uh, to priests, to... to uh, yes, yes. Yeah. But wait, wait. Having she told you that, before that you didn't, you, you mentioned you're envious or jealous or right. whatever, you didn't really care for it. And so once she told you, you didn't look at her differently? Or f well, not really, you know. Not I mean, really. We're all just... Um, you know, Man. I mean, I was grateful for her ministry, and I know of two other priests that she prayed over, and that she saw she saw them as well. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. And what they were doing, and uh, and I was just grateful for that. I, you know, I stopped being envious or resentful, and of course, you know, what I had to face up to myself is that there's uh, wow. probably the greatest miracle that's not done by Sister Bridge McKenna. Every priest uh, lifts wow. his hand over the bread and wine. And the eternal God is present in the altar. I mean, really, uh, that's, uh, I don't know, I think someone told me that, like, a, I would be shell-shocked, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness, I'm not messing with, you know, she's yeah. the real deal. There's no, yeah. you know, I mean, this is not something that's based on emotionalism. People get all, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Wow. And but you took it rather... Uh, yeah, she. Well, I knew it was. I was up against the truth. You know, she. Uh, she didn't know what she was seeing. And didn't know the yeah. reality of it all. But to see know? that, though, yeah, something that one cannot conjure up. That is, yeah. that's only by the grace of God. Yes, by the grace and of that's God. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so, man, I, I, I would be floored. Yeah, I mean, they're thinking, how the heck does she know that? Something so un yeah. unusual. Yeah. She used to have a priest company here, Father Kevin, Kevin Mallon. I, yeah, like yeah. I think he passed away. He did recently. Right? God rest yeah, his yeah. soul. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
does she is she still she's still giving the, the retreats for right? priests around the world uh, in certain parts of the world she meets all the we priests. should get her back here in orlando but she she's been here so uh i don't think she'd be back again you know as it's, such it was back well it's been a while well, you 30 years you you benefit from her just hearing the story well, i like actually i'd be afraid to go to her now yeah well she did she she but the fascinating thing is she doesn't know the meaning of what she sees. But yeah, she just, well, you know, she's just she in just the medium channel. That's it. So, there's one other priest in England. I won't use his name, but he had, lost, he had lost his faith. Oh, boy. And she, uh, he went to see her as well. And she says to him, she said, Father, she says, I see you in an empty wasteland. Wow. She said, you have a bucket in your hands with no bucket, with no bottom to it. Oh and you're trying to water plants. Wow. Wow. That are dead. Well, well listen, we're getting the close to the end of our time, and that is something that I am going to chew on for a while. I, uh, years ago, I was at in ours, there was a gathering for priests, and she spoke to us, but nothing as outstanding as what you did, you know, something that the typical, I mean, typical, you know, I mean, the Eucharist and, you know, pray, and, you know, you most. You hear that from mm -hmm. many people say the same thing, but but she blessed it. I don't recall that, but that is something else. Boy, wow, wow, that's incredible. It well, is. Thank you. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah. And I thought that was going to ask you, but of course, in my time here, but when you say you saw fishing nets, you saw what you're, uh, you're in, in your mind, or you're in, actually, my, in my mind every in day, your mind, in your mind, in my mind, uh, you saw fishing nets. The fishing nets. One empty, one full. Yes, and Jesus pointing at the nets. Well, listen, thank you so much, and I look forward to our next conversation. Who knows where it's going to lead, and hear about more 